0: Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi everybody, I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. let's do this thing. I want to thank my guest this week, Renee Henry, for just the beauty and the simplicity of her story. So many people have shared about how it impacted them because they could relate to it. You know, it's so wild. You know, sometimes we think our testimony has to be something grandiose. It's almost like the Naaman effect in which Naaman wanted God to come and do something huge as opposed to going and doing the simple thing that God was calling him to do. So we have to look at our lives and go, am I missing the hand of God? Because I'm looking for something huge. When God is saying, but I'm over here. I'm over here in the little thing that you refuse to do. So I just wanted to say thank you to Renee for just really bringing that to our attention this week. You know, it's so very easy to get caught up in the God-like things. We busy ourselves. I think one of the greatest trappings in our world today is that we're all so very busy so busy, that we don't have time for one another. We rarely have time for our families in any real substantial way. And we certainly don't have time for God. And I know it's confusing because you can say, well, God calls us to do all of this stuff. Yes and no. And that's where we really have to examine ourselves. How much of what I'm doing is truly being called upon me by God. How much of it is me people pleasing the world around me? God never wants us to forsake a relationship with Him for the sake of anything that we're doing. So I loved it when she said, you know, I just had to stop busying myself. I had to go back to the simplicity of, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are two very simple things, but they are so incredibly hard to do. So I think sometimes we busy ourselves with other things (laughs) to camouflage the fact that I am not loving my Lord with all my heart, mind, and soul, or I am not loving my neighbor as myself. But look at what I am doing. And if we can get people to look at what we are doing, we can forget about the fact that we're not doing what God is calling us to do. I loved that. And it's really been something I've stopped and I've examined myself because I'm a worker bee. And if any of you are like me, you're constantly going. You look at my schedule, there's a gazillion things on my schedule on any given day. But to really stop my day, like we talked about in the podcast... And learn to put a period at the end of the day. How much do we need that in our world? There's always room for a comma. There's always, always more to get done. But if I keep piling it on, I'm simply doing a poor job of a lot of things, as opposed to a wonderful job of a few things. That's God's desire for us to be Christians of impact, not Christians of quantity. How much can I do? How much can I brag about? How much can I hold up as an example for everybody else? It's almost like we raise this bar and then everyone's trying to reach this bar. And all we're doing is calling each other to be busier and busier and busier. And God is standing back going, hello, has anybody stopped to spend time with me today? So I love the fact that Renee and her sweet, gentle Tennessee accent (laughs) called us all to just slow down, spend some time with God, allow him to refocus us give him all of our attention. And then I loved, loved, loved when she said, you know what? I need to just believe in myself. And that's really weird. It's kind of freaky because you never, or you seldom hear, believe in yourself. We hear you need to believe in God, which is true. And I love that she said, you know, I believe in God but I don't believe in me. I don't believe that God is working through me. I don't believe that God has equipped me with everything I need to do what it is that he's calling me to do. And I wonder how many of us fall into that category in which we say, I believe in God. I trust in God. I know God can do it. But God is saying, yes, I can do it but I'm going to do it using you. So I need you to believe in you. That's a hard one, right? Because we know us, we we see all of our shortcomings, we see where we fall short, we fall through the crack. So when God calls us to something, especially if it's something we think is big, we immediately go, not me, Lord, I'm not the one, send someone else. It's that lack of belief in ourselves that says you don't really trust in God. Because if you did, you would trust that God can get the job done through you. If we could only see ourselves (laughs) the way that God sees us, how fabulous would that be? When we fall short, God sees someone incredible who's about to stand back up and move forward in a way they never moved before. We see this horrible person not worthy of being used. If we could only see ourselves the way God sees us. You know, I had a situation with one of my kids this week. And, you know, I realized that all of my kids, a good number of my kids that I work with, they all come from trauma. And we all have trauma. Trauma has a way of sticking with us. Even years, decades after that trauma has long been gone, it's almost like it's in our DNA. And this little girl, I mean, she was doing well when I saw her in the morning. And somewhere along the way in the afternoon, she just started to have a meltdown. And I'm in my office and I could hear screaming, but I didn't know what it was. And then all of a sudden I heard, I just need to see Mrs. Foster. (laughs) And everybody was trying to stop her from coming to see Mrs. Foster, not because they didn't want her to see me, but because they were trying to get her to go back to class, follow the rules, you know, stay with the protocol. And she's screaming at the top of her lungs, I need to see Mrs. Foster. And you realize in that moment, I I walked out of the office, I went, can I just let her see me? I realize it goes against the grain. I realize we've got to train her and teach her how to be a student like every other student. But in this moment, can she just spend some time with me? Let me help her down off the cliff that she's on right now. And when I got with her, and she started to calm, she started to calm down as we started to talk through some situations. Okay, let's let's give you some skills. Let let's work on this. And then the slightest little thing happened. The top on her water bottle didn't quite close all the way and it spilled onto her paper and she melted down onto the floor and just started hitting her head saying I'm just stupid, I'm just stupid, I'm just stupid and I had to just take her precious little hands and say no you are not. You are not. Let's find another way. There's always an answer. But I thought about that moment when I was on my prayer walk, praying for her this morning. And I thought, God, that is us. When we mess up, we do something and we go, I'm just stupid. God, why do I keep messing up? And God is saying, no, you are not. No, you are not. If only you can see yourself the way that I see you. If only you can believe in yourself, the way that I believe in you. That's what I wanted for her. And if I, a mere human, with no real attachment to this child, I've only known her for two and a half weeks, If I felt that strongly, what is God feeling when he sees us belittling ourselves? Damaging ourselves with that kind of talk and that kind of thinking because we don't believe in us. Who am I to say God what you created is horrible. Who am I to say, God, what you've created is dumb or stupid or unworthy? Who am I to say to the creator what you created is wrong? You made a mistake with me. My desire, more than anything, was to lift her up off that floor to take her hands down from her head, to look into her eyes, and to get her to look into mine, and to believe me when I said, you are wonderful, there is nothing wrong with you. That is what God has been trying to do with us since the beginning of time. He's been trying to get us to get up, take your hands down from your head, stop beating yourself up, look into my eyes and believe me when I say there is nothing wrong with you. I think the damage, the, the fear, maybe that's the word I need, I think the fear there for Christians is that if we accept that there's nothing wrong with us, it's almost as though we're afraid Then we don't feel we have to change. And that's not the case. There's so much work that I need to do with this young, young child. There's a lot of work ahead for me. I know that. But that does not change the fact that she's beautiful, that she is made in the image of God, and that she is a phenomenal child in need of help. What if we saw ourselves as phenomenal children of God, simply in need of help? It changes things. Right? I can do that. I can struggle, I can fail, but I can get back up if I believe I'm phenomenal. I just need some help. That's what this week's testimony brought about for me. I'm just so amazed how I feel like God keeps bringing Bringing things to life for me as an example, living example, so that I could probably share it with you, but it's so that I can see it for myself. I could not have asked for a greater God sighting this week than seeing that child melt down. She didn't know. Wow. I'm always amazed when this stuff makes me emotional because I'm so not an emotional person. <laughs> I know no one will believe that. But I, I was just so moved by the fact that even though she didn't know what she needed, she didn't have an answer or the tools The one thing that she did know was that I need to get to Mrs. Foster. We don't need to know the answer. We don't have to even have the tools. But what we need to know is I just need to get to God. If I could get to God, He can refocus me. He can help me get to where I need to be. It moved my heart when I saw her get up, get her things, put a smile on her face, and walk down the hallway, headed to her final class. That big, dramatic moment was completely behind her. Now, it wasn't behind all of the administration and the teachers and everybody else who had to deal with it, but it was completely behind her, almost as if it had never happened. I said, God, let me learn from this child. Let me be able to fall apart. Let me be able to make a huge mess and be redirected by you and then be able to get up and move forward as if it never happened. That's our God. That's what he showed us this week, our God sightings. My God sighting came in the form of a little child melting down in the hallway of a school. Look around you. There's some God sightings happening around you. Because God is constantly making himself known. Our job is to open up our hearts, open up our eyes to see him. Guys, let's not miss the hand of God. It is the only thing. The only thing worth looking for. So hold on to that. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Thank you everyone for listening in. I hope you've been enlightened and encouraged. I want to say thank you to my incredible guest this week and a special thanks to my music man, Mr. David Burnett Graham. Follow me on Instagram, everybody. And until next time, be on the lookout for the hand of God.